Welcome to Chakra Girl Radio. We've created a community of spiritual women who know that you can still enjoy the finer things while you're on your soul's journey to live your dharma and your most chakra-aligned life. Let's dive into this episode. Welcome back to Chakra Girl Radio. Are you ready? feel activated today. We are chatting with Oliver Nino. He is also known as the spiritual activator, and we are going to be accessing your healing powers, talking about sacred geometry. Oliver's going to break down the five primary spiritual gifts so that you can see which ones you have. What are the gifts that you have to share with the world? And he's also going to walk us through a practice on how we can download and see our unique sacred geometry shape and also a specific light color, like this shape and color are specific to us that are going to protect us. So it's a really like simple, but fun little exercise. And we haven't talked about sacred geometry on the pod before, so I'm excited to get into it. We're also going to talk about reframing limiting beliefs, releasing shadows that aren't ours to begin with, and how to trust your intuition. So you are going to love, love, love it. How's everyone doing, you guys? I'm on day 12 of my sobriety, and I'm feeling really good. So I thought I would be like a size two by now. I thought I would just like you know, the weight would just start falling off. That hasn't happened yet, but I've really been focusing on calming my nervous system and just kind of like readjusting. I feel like there were maybe some hormonal imbalances and I feel like I'm just kind of recalibrating. So five things I've been doing to calm my nervous system. One of them is microdosing mushrooms. I swear when I do that, I feel so much more calm. If you're interested in microdosing mushrooms, like DM me, ask me anything. And I can give you guys a link to the ones I use as well, but I swear it makes me feel so much more calm. I've also been doing some magnesium before bed and that's really been helping. And I've been reading. So I've kind of created a little bit more of an evening ritual where I'm not going straight from watching Real Housewives of Atlanta to going to bed because you know, those girls be fighting a lot. And I need to calm my nervous system a little bit more so that I can sleep. I also have been doing lighter workouts. So I always used to talk about BB Fit, Bailey Brown Fitness, but she's changed her app. It's now called Align and the workouts are very chill, but like I'm in pain after like it's Pilates. It's very light, very feminine, very flowy, but then you're working all those little muscles and the definition that you get is so powerful. And it's just so much more in that feminine energy than the workouts I've been doing. Like I've been doing Pelotons and lifting weights in my home gym. And I was just ready for something a little bit more chill. So that's been really helpful. And then also on the app we have on my app rituals by Chakra girl, there is a specific ritual for calming the nervous system. So I've been doing that one and then coupling it with my 12D shielding, which is where we activate 12D platinum light, which is coming from your 12D self, which is your goddess self. So really just kind of enveloping our aura in this beautiful goddess 12 dimensional light. And then calming the nervous system. Those are the two rituals that I'm loving right now on the rituals by chakra girl app. Of course, there's so many different rituals on there that you can try, whether you want to manifest money or you're trying to manifest love, or you want to calm the F down, or if you want to fall asleep, or if you want to pump up your energy, if you want to feel like a bad bitch, we've got you covered. So make sure to check out the rituals by Chakra Girl app. You can go to chakragirlco.com to get all the info on that. And if you want to use the coupon code podcast, you can get a discount count off the annual membership. It works out to like 60 something dollars for the whole year, or it's $7.99 a month to do the monthly. But if you want to use that discount, it's coupon code podcast and it's available on Google play. It's available on the app store. But if you want to use the coupon code, you need to go to shockerrollco.com. So we hope to see you on the app. Okay, guys, let's get into this sacred geometry. You're going to love Oliver. Make sure you follow him, check him out, all his content. He gives so much magic on his Instagram and we're linking you to everything in the show notes. All right, let's dive in. 
Welcome to Shocker Girl Radio, where we are helping the world become consciously awakened and quantumly connected one activated chakra at a time. We have a very high vibe and fun guest today. His name is Oliver Nino, also known as the spiritual activator. He is a powerful sacred geometry and energy activation expert, a thought leader, and a celebrity spiritual advisor to such gems that we all know, such as Demi Moore, Gwyneth Paltrow. Oliver is the founder of GeoLove Healing Program, which is an eight-week comprehensive certification program teaching you how to use energy to get answers from your intuition and guides, heal yourself, gain mental clarity, remove energy blocks and unlock synchronicities to tap into the effortless flow of your life. How beautiful is all of that? Welcome to the show, Oliver. Amber, thank you so much. And oh boy, do I have to live up to all of that? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, you sure do. (laughs) All right, let's do it. Okay, tell us about a daily ritual that you almost never skip. Ooh, that's a interesting one. So here's my theory on it, right? At the beginning, we all have these rituals that work for us. But when we do it right, we grow and evolve and we evolve out of those rituals to where instead of it being a daily thing, it might be a um, weekly or as needed or you know, a few times here and there. But one of them, salt baths. Mm. People have different ways to clear the negative energy they absorb on a daily basis, right? I happen to be one of the ones to where water and salt is just, just does the trick. So for me, I try to have it more of as a, a relaxing um, thing. And it's something that I, that I um, do almost daily still, um, just to have that moment of solitude, relaxing, and it has you know benefits for your physical body and energetic body as well. So that's one that I almost do daily. Amazing. And I feel like I've been reading a lot about salt baths lately as it relates to clearing like entity attachments. So I think being proactive on that is a good plan rather than waiting until there's something like really dark hanging over you. So I think that's a good one to be proactive with. Yeah. And even when entity attachments, like, you know, I, cause there was a time and I've been doing this for close to 20 years to where yeah, those were a little bit in my field, mainly because of the people that came that I was working on back in the day. But it gets to a point where you get on a vibration to where they can't even exist. Exactly. They can't find you, they can't touch you, they don't exist. It's like, it's like when you bring light into a room that's dark, light always wins, dark yeah. goes away. So for me, I feel like the entity attachment, it's also vibrationally based. Mm-hmm. Well. So true. And that's what the salt bath can do. It can like really like shift that vibration higher and release anything that's not meant to be there. So love that. We're all going to have a bath today. What is a book suggestion that you have for someone that is maybe starting to wake up, but still in the kind of like fear around it? Yeah. So a lot of the times it's like so many different things can affect us if you think about it. Some people are more, they're fearful because of their environment. Mm-hmm. Right? The people that are around, like, you know, like workplace, home place, or they're super overwhelmed. They go to the grocery store and they get overwhelmed just like that, right? So it can be environment. It can be um, their programming growing up. Like, you know, if, if they were in a household that didn't understand energy and didn't and didn't look at it from the lenses of love and light, like my household, like we watch horror movies all the time. So yeah. for me, I'm like, oh my gosh, I never want to see somebody wearing white floating, right? Yeah. And you have all these associations with with energy and spirit. And and since now you're fearful, it's kind of like, all right, now you're fearful. Now you're enough vibration to where all that even exists. Yeah. So for me, it's like, a lot of this is that you're, you're on programming yourself in a way. And I tell people like, if you're starting in your new in sphere, like be gentle with yourself because it, because you need to do, there's a lot that you're unwiring and reprogramming because you've got a lifetime's worth of it. Doesn't mean that can't happen fast, yeah. but at the beginning, it's like, you need to know what your energy is. Yes. And you need to know your authentic energy versus somebody else's energy. Cause a lot of times I meet people and what they're feeling, the roller coaster of emotions and the thoughts they have in a day, a lot, a lot of them, it's not even theirs. They're just 
you know, highly in tune with energy and they feel people's feelings or they know their thoughts and they start thinking it's theirs and they make decisions based on that. But in reality, they're energetically intoxicated. It's not yeah. theirs. So step number one is like literally asking yourself in those moments, is this even mine? And I think the question when you ask that it, it gets you to think like, huh, wait, I don't think it's mine. And then you can detach from it. And then maybe the fear that you thought was yours all along is your mom's or your friends or our neighbors. And now you don't have to treat it like your own, try to shift it. You can, you can literally address it and be like, okay, instead of like working on this and thinking it's mine, I can just be like, let's remove the energy. And I don't have to visit that because it's not even mine. Right? So a lot yeah. of it is, is I feel like the beginning first 30 days, you know, first, first few weeks is just making sure you set, you do things. So you know, your own energy. Mm -hmm. and you know when it's compromised so you can at least know what's yours and what's not. And that's so powerful too, because so much of the inner work that we do can get like tangled up into a knot because of we're, we're creating all of these stories around it. Like, oh, maybe I'm feeling this way because of that thing my mom said. And now I'm repeating this pattern and we get into this almost like mind trap and this like loop of thoughts when in reality, if we can address it from an energetic standpoint, that can alleviate so much of the energetic charge. And of course, too, if we're layering like this feeling of like guilt and shame because we think, oh, why am I this way? You know, rather than being like, what is this even mine? Then we're going to, it's going to be a lot freaking harder to release that energetic charge or that pain or that shadow. Yeah. And a lot of the, you're right, because the thing is it, own, it becomes much more influential in our life if we own it. Yes. The story becomes an identity. So if you're like, it's very different from like, oh, I'm feeling fear, but that fear is that person's and it's not even mine. And I'm just for some reasons absorbing it or sensitive because I'm overwhelmed. So yes, it's not mine. It's theirs. And that's very different from, oh, wow, I have that fear. That's who I am. And now you don't want to get rid of it because you think it's who you are and it's part of you. It's a lot harder to shift through that. And I'm a big, I'm a big believer of like, Hey, if it's yours, you own it. But yeah. you can shift it and you own it. But if it's not yours, then, you know, you release it. So you can, yes. I mean, you can shift through what's yours and what's not and make better decisions, you know? Yeah. And I always say there's like a fine line between accountability and self-blame or self-shame. It's like owning it doesn't mean making yourself feel like shit about it. It just means taking your power back and being like, yeah, this is, this is something that I created. So I know I can transition it. I can transform it into light. Yes, abs absolutely. Okay, so I want to know about your spiritual awakening and at what point you knew that you were meant to share this work with the world. Yeah, I mean, this is my path. I tell a lot of people it's the it's the most unlike, unlikely path because it was actually reversed. Like, you know, I never thought I would be a healer. I would never thought I would teach people to heal others and to do what I'm doing now. It's like furthest from my reality when I started close to 20 years ago, because I was already successful with three different businesses in the online space. And I was, I was good. <laughs> I had my, I, I had everything I needed. So for me, this was kind of like a shift, you know, shift of gears, but you probably know is when you, when you get that calling yeah. and you try to ignore it, it gets louder and louder and you try to ignore it and it gets louder and louder. Next thing you know, you can't ignore it. It is in your face and you're, and you're, 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 you're faced with a tough decision. And for me, before having kids, it was like literally, you know, entrepreneur, all about me, like, you know, all about growth, success. And, and something happens like, you know, before becoming a father, I, I remember it clicked one day. Cause I've been at that point I've been doing, I was a closet energy healer. Mm -hmm. I've done tens and thousands of healing sessions pro bono. Cause I was just like, an I, I, I was fascinated by it and wanted to give back. So on my free time, word of mouth, I'll be doing all these healings, but I didn't want the world to know I was doing that. Cause I was like, Ugh, what people think would I be judged? But there came a time to two things happen. One, my head hit the pillow at the end of the night. And it doesn't matter how much abundance or success you have. If you're not doing something related to your purpose work, you don't feel fulfilled. Like something is missing fundamentally to where you're like, 
all right, this was great at the beginning, the honeymoon phase, but now it's like, I'm not fulfilled. Something is missing and that you cannot hide. No, it's, it's going, it's going to get, you know, it's going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger and getting your attention. And the second thing was at this point, I, I work with a lot of people like from different, you know, age ranges. And I've seen that their childhood was something that was influential to them, who the role models were, what happened in childhood. That was just, it, it shaped how they turned out. And a lot of the times that the trauma that they were trying to heal or the things they were trying to reprogram were things that happened when they were still, you know, you know, really impressionable as kids. So I was like, not only am I, you know, not fulfilled, but I'm bringing this new soul into the world. And yeah. knowing what I know about human behavior, right? Like, I got to be the best version of myself. I just can't be like, oh, I'm dad and I'm going to hide and I'm going to show up whenever I feel like it, right? So those two things, honestly, was motivated me to be like, you know what? I'm just going to completely own this, mm -hmm. and step into this. And I had, and it was not comfortable. I had to burn the boats and the bridges. So there's no going back. And I'm now venturing into this whole unknown, like, Wow, I, w I had certainty back then. Now I'm gonna be a healer. I don't even know what it looks like. So a lot of it was like blind faith. Yeah. In a way. And it worked out because it was like, you know, I live in divine synchronicity and I believe everything happens for a reason and everything's guided. But oh gosh, that was probably one of the toughest. Mm. Like, it was like jumping off a cliff without without parachute and building it on the way down kind of thing. It was, totally. it was not fun, but worth it. Like like ripping down everything that you once knew, like blowing up your house and then starting a foundation again, having no idea how to build a house. <laughs> yeah. Cause you're afraid of, you know, cause the thing is yeah. I was, I was afraid of rejection and judgment. Yeah. Right. And, right. And, and if I'm in the business world and all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, like, you know, and this is before, you know, energy and law of attraction were like sexy and cool. Yeah. You know, it was, it wasn't a thing. Then. Yeah, there was no Instagram. And so it was it was just literally like, you know, it wasn't even a thing. So I'm like, how am I going to be judged people knowing the side of me? Right. Am I going to lose business? So and so on and so forth. So it was it was a big thing. But luckily, my my intuition and my heart, like won over my my mind and I did it. So 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 what was the healing modality that you're using to heal these clients? Were you like formally trained or was this something that kind of downloaded to you that you practiced on yourself and then started using? Like what exactly were you doing to heal people? Got it. So a lot of it came and the origin of it was I was, you know, I, I was, you know, I had my business and I wanted to grow it and nothing that I did worked. I tried mm. everything like, you know, your mind, your emotions, like read a lot of books and the more work I did, it was like snail pace, inch by inch. And I'm like, this is so slow. So one of my friends, she was like, you know what? She was an intuitive reader. And she's like, you know what? You've got energetic blocks, you know? And I have a friend coming from, um, from Australia who's really good at removing them. Do you want to meet? And I'm like, at this point, like, you know, I was at least open-minded and growth oriented. So I'm like, sure, why not? So I remember I was living in California back then I drove through Malibu and we went to Panka Canyon and, uh, and it was like looking for this place. I'm like, where is it? Where is it? It's like this octagon shaped, like, you know, um, guest house in like, literally looks like fairyland. Okay. All right. So I walked in there and mind you, but I had, I grew up in the Philippines and I grew up in a very strict Catholic upbringing mm. so for me, like all this energy stuff is all new, nothing, nothing. This is all new. So I walk in there. And saw this guy dressed all dressing like white and mala beads, new to me. Hearing yeah. the sound of om, new to me. Which I mean, that alone, like I remember in yoga being like, "Are you serious? Like I have to like chant this. This is so weird." Right? Like it was <laughs> so know? weird. Like, like it's like second nature and it's normal. But I remember those like awkward feelings. So I can imagine like having stepped into this whole experience yeah. for the first time, having never done any of that work, could be very jarring <laughs> it was it was extremely jarring because i went in there and you had sage burn i was like what's that smell that smells kind of that smells foul i mean I'm also, it was like a whole i was like what did i walk into mm -hmm. i was like this is like i was like it's, this looks like witchcraft from the movies yeah and to be honest like i had no perspective because it wasn't mainstream back then yeah like, shamanism wasn't even a thing so I never when was this that. like what year is this um, i think it was like oh six oh seven yeah yeah, it wasn't it wasn't hip. So I walked in there and like, you know, he he explained to me like, you know, 
I'm going to work on you. You got to sit down here, relax. I did all that stuff. And, you know, let me tell you, Amber, I was so skeptical and logical because I was like, nothing's happening yet. What is this? Like, you know, uh, it's like, you know, like I was so impatient and I thought it was been an hour and I looked at the clock. I'm like, it's been three minutes <laughs> happening. I'm like, so I, I, I sat down for what seemed like the longest, like 30, 45 minutes of my life. And I was like, I was like, oh, wow, I hear something. And I opened my eyes and it was him making sounds with his mouth, waving a crystal wand. I'm like, all right, whatever. So, and I was like, all right, so all this negativity, all this like skepticism, because I'm, pri I'm primarily like left brain. So my brain was like going nuts and yeah. I wasn't the type to see things, you know, back then. So I was like, okay, whatever. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, there you go. I feel it. I was, so, I was like, I'm feeling something. Next thing I know, it was just my, my, my tummy grumbling because I was getting hangry. Okay. Like, nothing even expecting. I'm like, all right, whatever. So I left that, uh, you know, I was polite because I was a people pleaser back then. I was like, okay, thank you so much. Like, you know, helped a lot. I'm like, nope. Um, but I remember his parting words were, I removed these abundance blocks that you had and what you had, your father gave to you, passed it on. And it's blocking you from moving forward. And in the next four to six weeks, you should have more abundance. And I'm like, okay. I was like, okay, wow. Not only is this guy like, no, we said the 45 minutes of my time. Now it was a walking fortune cookie. Right. <laughs> so I, was like, I was, I was like, I did not have a, a good taste in my mouth. I walked out and then, you know, finally ate, got better, felt better. Fast forward like four to five weeks, like an opportunity came. I did not plan for it. I didn't do any extra. So I did business as normal because I didn't think of anything of it. Right. And I made more in one day than I did the entire year. Wow. And, and were there open... any shifts in strategy or was it just a complete opening? A complete opening. Wow. Um, well, it taught me a lot because I spent all of it in two months because my mind and emotions we're not programmed for the level of success. So I was like mo right. buying mom vacation and bills and spending the things as fast as I can because I wasn't used to that level, but it taught me one thing. Energy is the fastest way to get there, but I got to work on my mind and my emotions because mm -hmm. if I don't, then it becomes like the lottery winner to where, yes, they win it, but then afterwards, five, 10 years, they're in the worst place than they did before yes. one. I want to talk about that. So what, like, if we're in that position where, you, where we see that really fast growth, how do we hold on to it without sabotaging it? Like, what are the steps that you took to get comfortable at that level? So I sabotaged then. Yes. <laughs> so I learned yeah. and I was like, I'm going to go to Sedona. I'm going to learn as much. So I was like, if I can do this with energy this fast, gosh. I want to master it. So that's when I went to Sedona and like all the downloads came to me and, and like, you know, and I, luckily I had people around me who could see things and feel things and they could confirm whenever I was doing was working. And that's kind of like, you know, the origin story of what my methodology is right now. It all came right. from Sedona. But what I've learned is that energy will get you there. Energy yes. will get you to soulmate. Energy will get you the opportunity. Energy will get you there fast. And w I just embrace the speed and along the way I work on my mind and my emotions. Right. Because there's such an important part and I don't see the blend much. I see people like, let me work on my mind and my emotions, but mm, energy is a little bit too woo woo for me. Or let yeah. me do energy, but screw the mind and the emotions. Yeah. I float. And I feel like that's like my, I know sometimes myself, but like, I know like my audience has that too, where it's like, I'm doing all the energy work, but then it's like, but are you integrating that with like the mindset work and then actually taking action in alignment with that? So are there any, like, are you using like to do like the mind part? Are you doing like mantra journaling? Like what are the kind of like main things that helped you go like to kind of like have the mind in that solid place. Yeah. The mantras I wasn't really as dedicated with Yeah, was journaling. Journaling kind of like came and, and, and went kind of thing. But what did work a few things. One is I was, so I was very logical still. So I figured out a way to just reframe limiting beliefs. Mm -hmm. right? And if they came up, I'm like, is this true? Yeah. Like, you know, is this true all the time? Yeah. Um, and I just kind of questioned it, like, you know, and I was like, is there an example of this not being true? So what I did was complete and total immersion 
of that which I wanted because um, back, you know, back in the day, I remember when I was in college, I went, I, I learned Spanish for like a few semesters and I was, it was all right. But when I went to Guatemala for two weeks, I learned more in two weeks than I did like two semesters. Wow. Kind of like opened my eyes with immersion. So what I started to do was I knew my mind was based on the past. So right. I would just expose myself to as much of that which I wanted. So if people back then, my goal was like, you know, how can how, how can I grow my business to a million? So my goal back then was like, okay, can I be around and have friends with, with people who are in that space? And I ended up making friends with like, they say you're the average or the five closest friends. Yes. Have. I made 50 because I'm like, I don't want to leave it a chance. If I do 50, I won't fail. So I had people around me. And when you have, and then I was reading books, I was watching um, documentaries. My goal was like, whatever that's there, I want to be exposed to it because that's the, probably the fastest way to reprogram me. And when yeah. you're around them, you you feel their energy. You feel like the. I mean, the communication is what over ninety percent of it is nonverbal communication. So when you're around them, you're picking up on all these subtle cues. And so for me, it was a multi late. It was multiple um, approaches. Like I was rewiring my mind. I was doing the work. The energy got me there. And when I was there, I would make sure it's a twofold thing. When you're there, then all of a sudden you attract all these people who are already there. Yeah. In the same vibration. And I just made sure that my environment, everywhere I looked, was predominantly where I wanted to go, not so much what I didn't want. So yes. I use um, environment and, uh, and immersion and osmosis pretty much to accelerate things. Mm, I love that. So for people who are, they know that they're a healer, they know that they're into this work, maybe they've done a bunch of different healing methods on themselves. But they're still wondering, like, what are my specific healing powers? What am I meant to like share with the world? Are there some steps or some different kind of questions they could ask themselves? Yeah, so there's a lot of spiritual gifts out there. But the primary ones the people, the way I look at it is you, you master the primary gifts. And when you do, it sets the foundation for more gifts to come. Right? Yes. But the primary gifts, there's five of them. And you know, they can self identify. So one gift, for example, is channeling. Right? And are you familiar with channeling? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? That's like it's different types to where you can channel energy or you can channel information. And depending on whether a person is what I call a conscious channel or full channel, full channel is like legit, like their eyes change or their voice. Yeah, like trans, trans channeling. Trans channeling. Yeah. Right? That ran in my family. My grandfather did it. Like oh. in the family. So there's that. But then there's what I call conscious channeling as well, to where it's like you're talking with a friend and they ask you something and all of a sudden you don't know what happened. Something comes and you're you're still there. You're still present. You're still the same voice. You, you say something and they're like, oh, my gosh, Amber, that was the most profound thing you ever said. And you're like, I don't even know where that came from. And I'm like, damn, I'm good. I've never said yeah. that before, but it sounded good. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of like so you can come and go in those different phases. Oh. So that's like channeling is you have the ability to channel energy, channel information. And um, and so that's a, that's a gift. And that primarily comes from the crown chakra coming down um, if you do it right. And then comes from your throat. And then you have the second one is the transmuters. Have you ever heard of trans transmuters? I don't think so. Not in that term. Okay. So the, what they do is they transmute energy, right? Oh, so, transmuting energy. Okay. Yeah. So my wife is one of one, has that ability as well, but it's one to where you could be sitting next to somebody and you can be talking to them about the weather, or you can be sitting next to them and not talking to them at all. And they're coming in with heavy energy, right? Mm -hmm. And you're just sitting there and depending on, and what you do is your energy, whether you're conscious of it or not, you're cleansing and neutralizing yeah. their energy. So when they leave, they're like, oh my gosh, I feel a lot lighter and better. Yeah, and that's kind of like an osmosis thing, right? Like just by being in your presence, it's yeah, yeah okay. You feel better. And depending on whether or not you've done self-care or where you are vibrationally, you could be unaffected, you could be energized, or you could feel everything they're feeling and mm -hmm. now having to process it. And you're like, oh my gosh, right? Yeah. And you're like, I, I love people, but I hate them at the same time. I don't want to yeah. get away kind of thing, right? Yeah. So that's what transmuters is they just, they transmute energy and either neutralize it or make it lighter. And, and again, when people who have heavy stuff, 
sometimes they get addicted to that to that person because they're like, ooh, every time I'm around them, like, you know, I feel better. And that person was like, oh my gosh, everyone just wants something from me and they're sucking my light and they're draining me. Yeah. No difference, you know, but that's yeah. I've seen it a lot. Yeah. I feel actually I get that sometimes too, where I'm like, I feel like I expand people, but I need someone to expand me. <laughs> like, it's like you're always expanding people. Yes. Well, people come to you for problems, but when it comes to yours, you're like, well, I'm the strong person in the group. No one's yeah. gonna do it for me, right? Exactly. I'm like, I won't, I won't bother, you know? Okay. So let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life that you're super intentional. And that means you would love my jewelry brand prism and no, it's not that hippy dippy spiritual jewelry. It's like chic, elegant, gold and silver jewelry with your choice of diamonds or white topaz and every piece is made with intention. We have a solar plexus activating necklace that makes you more abundant and I get so many compliments on it. It's called the Sunray necklace. We have a moon necklace that reminds you to honor all sides of yourself, even your shadows. And we have an entire fifth dimension 5D consciousness collection if you are ready to go super deep into your ascension. And I'll also add that I have two beautiful co-founders. One of them is my amazing friend Chantal, who designs all of our jewelry. And the other is Whitney Rose from The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes, one of my business partners is one of The Real Housewives. And I have married all my favorite things in life, spirituality, fashion, and reality TV. But I digress. It is time to treat yourself. Get something chic. Don't wait for someone else to buy jewelry for you. Women have this weird thing about buying jewelry for themselves, but in my opinion, jewelry is something that becomes part of your soul. So you need to pick it out for yourself with your intentions in mind. So go treat yourself. I'm giving you 11% off anything on the shop. Yes, a discount for diamonds. It's unheard of. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use chakra girl at checkout. And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code chakra girl at checkout. So there's that the second one. The third one is, um, psychics, right? Yeah. But I feel like it's, it's, it's a lot broader than the Hollywood perception of psychics. It's not just a crystal ball and you see dead people like no. psychics can be literally, you can see somebody's aura. Yes. You meet them and you know what, you know, you, you just know things about them, mm -hmm. right? Or, or you're, you can remote view or you dream and it, and it comes true mm -hmm. or, you know, you Akashic, can, like Akashic record readers and things um, like that. I, I actually separate the both, believe it oh, or not. Okay. Cause psychic, I feel like it's your third eye and you're, you are processing things from your third eye and you're just seeing different dimensions in the human world, like past, present and future. Mm -hmm. Whereas Akashic was number five, but. Now that you bring it up, I'll make it number four. Um, Akashic, the way I look at it is it comes through the crown, but you have like a library of information of everything and of, of the of the of the world of Earth, everything. And depending on your vibration, um, it will dictate what you access. So, for example, I have clients that um, that will come to me that were Akashic, and they're like, I try to shut it off, and to shut and to shut off a gift, it's it's. Yeah, you can do a lot of different things to shut them off and it becomes a problem, but this is how you shut them off. You're like, you intentionally say, I don't want that. You think you think it's a curse or mm -hmm. alcohol, chocolate, sweets, or heavy food. They can't permanently shut it off. But when you do, it weakens the chakra chakras enough to where you don't, it's not so much of a pressure. It relieves the pressure of it. And you're like, ah, yeah, a little bit. Right. That's why I people see that with red wine. Sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah. there's so much processing going on i'm gonna have a glass <laughs> it helps it helps i've seen it help with um especially if it's too much i've seen it help i i've had my healers after they do an intense healing with somebody some of them eat like a freaking like you know huge ice cream and yeah. like, i just need a relief and i'm like look i look at food with different set of lenses because yeah you can look at food from your physical health, mental health, but it's also energetic health, which people yeah. don't factor in. If somebody's craving hamburger and bacon and they want to ground themselves because they don't, they're floating and they don't understand why, and they're doing that, I don't judge them. I just see that there is a, there's a need and you got to ask yourself, what's the energetic need? So you can love yourself through it and realize, okay, you can do that. And there's also other ways to do it, but right. you're not doing it because you're eating a cheat 
cheat food and you're trying to, you know, you're doing something like bad for your health at times, sometimes your energy affects a lot of things deeper that you also have to factor that in. Yes. Right. So what, what Akashic is, so yeah, Akashic comes from the crown and I, I've got clients that were like, and they were scared of it because when they were kids, they would, they would get a vision about something burning, right? Building burning. And they would see a street sign. Next thing you know, TV next day, they'll see that. Mm-hmm. Right. And they would see earthquakes and yeah. catastrophes and life and death, which is part of the Akashic, which they're like, oh my gosh, it's so it's scary. So they, they don't, they, they're like, no, like, you know, they shut it off. Yeah. Well, the thing is, if you, you know, Einstein even said like, you know, a lot of this information that he pulls down is from the collective mind. Mm-hmm. He had a term for it, but, but the thing is there's solutions there as well, right? Solutions to issues that we don't have and cures and different inventions. They're all in the Akashic records and they come through the crown, right? It's not, it's not of this world. It comes here and we bring it here. Whereas the psychic is from our third eye and we, and we kind of perceive it. Whereas right. they're, they're, it's depending on where you pull. Yeah. Like the, like, like the Akashic is like a receiving and like the psychic is like, um, like a sensing. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Okay. The Akashic, it can happen when you're sleeping, you can be getting right. downloads, right? Yeah. And I do get that. yeah I, I get that. And then you don't know what it is, but it randomly throughout the day when you have nothing to write on, it pops up. Yes. You're like, yeah, yeah. You're like, Ooh, I've got this idea. Yes. Now, those get downloaded sleep. Totally. Right. Yeah. So there's that. And then, and then, and then the last one of the main ones is, is hands-on healing people that just like right. their hugs are healing. They can touch people feel better. And, and again, all these gifts, so people have them naturally. Yes. You can learn them and you can, you can explore them. But when we were, when we uh, were born, we have one of these or more at times gifts that are, that we have that we just, whether or not you pick up a book on it, it's mm-hmm. running underneath the surface totally. and you could write the book on it if you wanted to, because you're doing it all the time. You just don't know you're doing it. Yes. You can explain yeah. how you're doing it, but it just happens. You know? Yes. So I actually like do readings for people where I tune into their Akashic records to find out what their healing modality is. <laughs> and then I'll tell them, I'll be like, do you know that you can like make crystal grids and talk to birds and do this. They'll be like, actually, I can do that. And I like, I don't know why I'm not doing it more. <laughs> so it's like, it's, so, it's all up there. That is one of the gifts from the Akashic is to be able to tell spiritual gifts. Yes. That is like yes. straight up Akashic. Yes. You know? yes. It's like, it's like you're tapping into their, their higher self, their sole purpose. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And it's a different channel in my mind, the third eye. I mean, you can get glimpses of it in the third eye. It can blend sometimes. Yeah. But- the source is a little bit different. In totally. Like sometimes I can see a vision of it, but then other times I'm like, no, this is exactly how you help people. And I'll be like, this is how you do it. This is your protocol. This is what you do. So yeah. I can. With yours, because I know with mine, if I'm talking to somebody and, and I'm connecting with them, yeah, I might know the end. An- I might not know the answer five minutes ago, but when I'm talking to them, it just floods in. I just kind of like, no. Is that the yes. same thing when you're tapping into uh, the topic? So for me, I like to do it alone. I like to do it without conversation because I like to be like really quiet. Uh, but I, that's, I'm not super practiced in it. It's like, it's, I was doing it unintentionally for a long time. And then now actually like doing it as like a, as like a healing or a service is newer. And so I like to like have the space to like really get clear. And like, I like to write it out and like have like structure it into like digestible bites for people to understand. So, but I do let you know what you mean. Like just in like having conversation, being able to like read people and like, I can like feel like where they would have blocks and, and where their energy is flowing really well. But, but yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's different for some people. Some people, they go to sleep and, yeah. and dream form. And some people is like, they need to be alone. They're like, okay, yes. I, I can't be influenced by anybody's energy. Yes. I'll do it alone. And I'm more of like, if they're in front of me, then for some reason I'm tapped into them and I tap and I go higher. And this all happens without me knowing it. And all of a sudden right. I just know. It's yes. like, and at first you question yourself, like, uh, am I making it up? Right. There's a like confidence thing, like, uh, I don't know. And then you say something really random, like you're even afraid to say it. Like, what if this sounds so silly at the beginning? Right. Yeah. And then you say it and they're like, oh my gosh, you're like, yeah. wow, I, I, I guess there's something to this. Right. Totally. Totally. 
Okay. So now we know everyone can like start to feel into what they're, I, I love this, like having these primary spiritual gifts. I feel like that's such a very good, like guidance system for people because most people are just like, Oh, I'm a clairvoyant. I'm a clairaudient. Like that's kind of like their, that's kind of like the extent of how they would categorize themselves, you know, or like understand their healing powers. But this is like the next level, like that really only covers the like psychic side. And this kind of gives them all these other things to work with and to kind of play around with. But I really want to talk about the geometry side of things. Cause like I said, we've never talked about that. And actually I wanted to share too, in 2020, when I was doing some like very, very deep healing work, I started visualizing these symbols and they were all like they weren't necessarily like geometric shapes a lot of them were more like circular with like something inside of them i guess that's still considered geometric i don't know and then they they were also like i visualized that they were also like yoga poses kind of like different body poses and they each had like a different power to them and i never did anything with this except i practiced them a few times i never shared it with anyone but i was like is that ancient geometry a kind of ancient geometry well the thing with sacred geometry is sometimes it's given to you because you're a lot of times what you're explaining is there's these moments in people's lives to where they have what i call like spontaneous activations yeah you don't know why they happen sometimes it's at night they get lights and they can't move or throughout the day or they get these visions but when it's needed right mm-hmm. right before and it's typically right be- right when they're rock bottom after they've gone yeah. through a, it breaks their heart open kind of thing it happens yeah. or- i had just had a surgery and i was like my body was so out of whack like i had mm-hmm. to take uh, like an anesthetic and everything and i was just so out of it, like not mentally out of it, but my body was like it's not terrible. where, yeah. So that's kind of when it happened, which is So it happens, um, it can happen when you're going through like any kind of body shutdowns, it, yes. it's that opportunity. It can be if it's preparing you for something that you have to you know, kind of be able to step into and grow into like yeah. future problem or opportunity or catastrophe or what challenge you, it's given to you so you can handle that yeah. or the world needs it. So yeah. many different reasons, but what you're, what you're, what you're describing is that as you're getting activated, yeah, you're seeing the sacred geometries that are, that are connected to and related to that specific activation. So even though you don't know what it is, it's not like you need to know what it is for it to happen. It's more like it's already happening. And since yeah. your third eye is open, you're witnessing what you're kind of like sensing the light show a bit. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's that makes it sense. Is. I like that. Cause I like that. I, I do connect with the idea that like new codes are always coming in and sometimes we don't need to be able to translate or understand them. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the biggest thing is sometimes you're just there to experience it, to see what it is, because the reason why you don't need to understand them is because the healings don't happen in your mind. Mm-hmm, right. Your mind is not even a prerequisite for healing. I can tell you a lot of people that come to me and they're so skeptical. And as they're doing the healing work, they're still skeptical. Yeah. It doesn't matter. The person who they did a healing on reports back all those positive things. Yeah. That happened even when they were skeptical. Because when Which I was skeptical when the guy was doing healing on me, yes. it didn't affect the healing because again, they come from different places. The mind is a very, you know, unique part of us, but it's not all of us. And it's not where the healing happens. Which is interesting because when I got trained in Reiki and again, like I, I have like this weird thing now with certifications where there's all these different healings that you have to get certified for. And I'm, I'm kind of starting to think like that is limiting people who have these powers that don't necessarily fit into one of those categories. Anyways, that's a whole other topic. But when I was getting certified for Reiki, she's like one of the main things she said was like it's not about you as the healer it's about the person receiving it and they have to believe and receive they have to like believe to receive and i was like oh really that's Mm -mm. interesting i've never i've never seen i mean i guess there's the self-sabotage part that comes in but maybe right if you do it right you can still get there and they may be able to sell but it doesn't stop the energy from flowing yeah, and the way you're saying it feels more real for me, for sure. Um, people who are like super skeptical, yeah, never affects their ability to heal because when they're healing, 
yeah, they're coming from a high space. They do the intentions, you know, they're pulling their higher self and it happens on a soul to soul level, not a human to logical mind level. Your mind's not your mind compared to your higher self or even your heart doesn't even stand close to what right. it can produce energetically, you know? That's so true. Okay, so if we wanna like start, how do you work with sacred geometry? Like what are what is your like process? Yeah, so when I first was exposed to it, I was in Sedona and I wanted to see, I didn't wanna see scary things. I was like, I don't wanna see the grudge, but yeah. I don't wanna start seeing stuff, mm. right? So gentle. And so for me, when I was there, I climbed up and I remember I was sitting down there and, and shortly after I said the intention, I opened my eyes and I saw all these different patterns. It was like, you know, it was like, it was like spheres and atoms, like floating and a little bit spiral. And I thought I was like two things, either my tour guide laced my water with something <laughs> or this is a mirage. And I was like putting my hands through it and all those different things. And I was, I was still there. So I was like, okay, great. It's probably just where I'm at. So I went to the car and next thing you know, it's following me. All right. Mm -hmm. Went to my hotel room, little lights, and it's still there. I'm like, what is this? What's going on? And come to find out, like, you know, when I was doing a workshop, um, sev like several years ago, one of the, um, clients brought their kids and all of a sudden, like, you know, I was like, guys, it's outside. So I brought everybody outside. So all my clients were like, oh my gosh, can you see that? Can you see that? They were like, whoa, so we're all on the same wavelength during mm -hmm. lunch. And then one of my clients called her kid. He was like eight at that time. And he was in the iPad and, and, and she was like, look, look at that. And he looked and he was like very grumpy. He's like, ah. and, and, and he, they were speaking, um, Swedish. So I can, I couldn't understand what it was, but they were like this exchange and she was laughing. She's like, mom, stop it. I see this all the time. There's no big deal. You have the circle, like he, he was describing it to a T so kids can see it. Well, yeah. so I was going to say, like, as a kid, I just thought that was normal. And like, I still sometimes see it, but I don't know what to do with it. So like, it's sacred geometry. I look at it as like, you know, people have different like beliefs, like God, higher power, universe, yeah. but I look at it as the language of God because it's everywhere. Like, you yeah. Look at it, like, yeah, you can see it. Yeah, sure. There's pyramids and all this different sacred geometry stuff. But if somebody Googles sacred geometry in nature, it's in the flowers. Yeah, everywhere. <laughs> It's in the grand it's design. The structure of any like molecules or atoms, like it's all yeah. geometry. Look, yeah. look within us. If you have like DNA spirals and our some of our D, if you look closely in the DNA, it's like two pyramids back to back. Yes. Right. So yeah. it's outside of us. It's within us, and that's why we respond so well to sacred geometry technology because it's the language of creation. We're right? made of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. And, and then there's a lot of applic like, you know, if you start like going down a rabbit hole and look for like studies on, let's say pyramid, are you, are you familiar with pyramid technology? Um, I, so I've recently been following this account called like Tartania or something. Is that like the same kind of thing you're talking about? About I know about like the pyramids, but then there's also like this whole kind of like rabbit hole of these kind of lost cities and how they were born with these like really ancient like technologies that we don't even have now like for structure is that what you're talking I'm, about i've never heard of him but it sounds fascinating okay. right up my alley but they did actually studies with it so for example in canada there was a uh, burn burn ward unit so anytime somebody got a third degree second degree burn they were there and they did a study where they put one patient under the pyramid and one uh, not underneath the pyramid and the one underneath the pyramid had speedy recovery. Wow. And so do you mean one of those like, um, like copper pyramids or like an actual like Egyptian pyramid? Um, it's, it's almost like the copper works. It doesn't have to be an Egyptian pyramid and eventually you can just create the energy of it. Right. It doesn't right. Have to be the actual thing. Um, yeah. but they did it. They did studies on it there. And then they did it to where like they would put fruits and vegetables underneath the pyramid and mm -hmm. they would, and they would compare it to one without, and it would stay fresh, fresher, longer. Interesting. Right? So that, There's and, actually uh, a winery that I go to and they huh? put the wine after it's bottled into this pyramid. And then they do taste tests of like bottles that were in the pyramid and ones that weren't. And the ones that's in mm -hmm. the pyramid, it tastes better. 
right? There's yeah. just something to it. Um, yeah. It's funny because I was in, I was in a, a talking to somebody earlier today because I was telling them about this. They were like, yeah, I just saw something where they put knives under the pyramid and they were sharper. And I'm like, I'm not wow. sure. But I won't doubt it. But the, the last one that they did was um that I've read was a brine shrimp. They put, you know, a set of brine shrimp under the pyramid and another set outside of it. And the one under the pyramid lived three weeks longer. So sacred geography wow. has a lot of uses. One of them is protection. So That's it protects our energetic body from any external influence. Because, yeah, you walk out there, you've got to, like, we have things today that didn't exist 50 to 100 years ago. Right, mm-hmm. you've got the Wi-Fi, radio waves, 5G, EMFs, ELFs, everything, and then throw on top of that, like you know, pollutants and other people's energy. But our bodies are ma- mainly electrical in nature. Our cells have to communicate, right? So when all that comes in, it throws off our cellular communication on our physical body, but also affects energetically. So now we're like, we can't operate, you know, efficiently, and we can't solve or heal from basic things because our communication system is off, right? right? So sacred geometry, like a pyramid, it keeps everything underneath it in homeostasis. So anything underneath it operates the same, even if there's external pressure or, or external things coming at you, you're still operating the way you're supposed to. Interesting. So that's, one of the, that's one of the many uses of sacred geometry. Okay. So how are you using it in your like day-to-day life? So... I teach people how to use it for protection. Okay. What I so and and I can tell you what it is, or I can walk you through it. I mean, what's Let's your do it. Let's do it. All right. So first of all, setting the intention, like you know, I mean, I'm I'm really big on intention. And I'm big on layering stuff. So I'm yeah. like, intention works by itself. I know that sacred geometry works by itself. I know that light therapy works by itself. I know that. But if you layer all of it, yes, then it's stronger. Yeah. Right. So. You know, you can you can say it in your head or out, out out whatever you prefer, but just call on your higher power, whether it's God, universe, higher power, angels, to help help um, you discover the color and the sacred geometry to best protect you from external influences. Okay. Let me know when you're done, but just set an intent, very pure, heartfelt intention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So when you're done with that, let's let's play with different colors now. Okay. And one of them will resonate with you more than the other. So just close your eyes and imagine white, divine white light coming down from the heaven, coming down to your crown and filling your entire body up. Mm-hmm. Right. And just kind of like lean in and experience what that feels like for you. And when you're done with that, you can try purple, like purple light coming down, just filling your body up and kind of like, you know, and, and like literally everything from your, your head to your throat, to your back, all with your fingertips to your feet, like, like really feel it. Mm-hmm. Right. And when you're done with that, you can try, let's say gold and see how that works and just do the same. Not as much. It's interesting. Cause I don't really feel the gold very much. And then there's, there's the, it is the, the, the best part. The last one is a random, whatever first comes in your head, try it. Doesn't matter what it is. Don't fight it. Just go with it. Oh, yeah. I saw it. <laughs> you can't hear. So which one did you have the most? Okay. So I, I'm always drawn to purple, but for some reason, the second you, we even started the practice before I even did the light, I felt like this, like lightning bolt of turquoise, like just like, like shooting right in. And I saw, I feel like I saw like a, like a star, but with more, I don't know how many points, with lots of points and then a circle in the middle of it. Okay. So you're a little bit more advanced. I was going to be like, <laughs> the next step to do a shape. <laughs> I was going to be like, and typically what people do is I'll walk you through it. So for example, okay. So first of all, imagine yourself in a sphere and ask for it to be, to be created in divine proportion. So the sphere can be big or small, but you're inside of it. And when you're inside of it, use the purple turquoise, uh, the color turquoise to fill that up. So mm-hmm. that the, the sphere itself is holding that energy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And once you got that, let me know. Like, just, so now let's shift over and try a pyramid. You're in a pyramid. You can make it as big as small as you want. And then when you're in there, just fill it up with turquoise, the energy of turquoise. Mm-hmm. And let me know when you're done. Yeah. 
The third one is try like almost like a spiral, like a whirlwind. You're in the eye of the tornado. You're in the middle. Nothing can get in or out. And that tornado is the color of a turquoise. And you're in, you're in the middle of it, safe and sound. Okay. Right. Let me know when you're done with that. Got it. Now try the, try the one that you saw in your vision. And try that out with turquoise too. Okay. And yeah. I'm curious, let me know which one you felt like the strongest. I can already see. <laughs> oh, it was the one I saw, but the circle, because there was a circle in mine as well. I, this yeah. circle was like very strong. The pyramid was kind of strong, the spiral, not so much. Yeah. I also practice like breathing out into my aura in like a circle every day. So that could probably be why it's like strengthened and. Yeah. Well, the thing with breath work, people don't, people don't notice, but certain breath work the pattern of it creates sacred geometry as well oh like you know like three in hold it three out depending on the like you know i've i've seen it to where i don't know exactly what they do but when i do certain breath patterns and i have people around me that can see stuff they're like what did you just do because it changed oh. so breath can also take us breath work also has a, what i call a sacred geometry signature oh. certain types get you to certain yeah. frequencies that have sacred geometries attached to it, that people who can see it can see the energy of it or can see the actual structure of it around you. Interesting. So now that like, so for everyone listening who just figured out their color and their shape, so what do they do with it? Do they just like put it all over their house or do they visualize it around them as protection? So they can try. So I had a gal that went to my one of my workshops and she came in there, she had a cane on and she was like walking with a cane and her biggest thing while she was there, and it was like five, six years ago, was because she could never do a grocery shopping run at all for 15 years. And she's been on medication, been on therapy, nothing worked. And she would literally, you know, Amber walk into the grocery, go down one aisle before she could even go halfway point, halfway through that aisle. She'd be so overwhelmed, debilitating that she'd have to go home and a friend or a family member would have to finish the grocery for her mm. 15 years. So I taught her this and she did hers was actually interesting. Hers were, I've never heard of it till her were two blades that were sharp and they're like cylinder. So one blade here, one blade here, and they were spinning so fast that anything, nothing like that they would try to go in there would be cut. <laughs> so it was a very, it was a very, I've never heard of it before, but it worked for her. Um, it was the only thing that worked. Right. Yeah. Um, so she, I heard from her about a month later and she's like, Oliver, I just did my first grocery store run start to end and felt nothing. Wow. So people and so was she this. just like visualizing this around her? Like the as whole she thing. So okay. you're doing the same thing, set the intention, do the color, visualizing it. Right. But the thing is how our thoughts produce energy, our intentions okay. produce energy, our emotions produce energy and our, and our actions produce energy. So when she's saying an intention, and she's visualizing it. And if you can't visualize intention works and she's just doing it, the act of doing this has energy attached to it. Now it might just seem like you're visualizing stuff, but there's energy behind all that. And when you're, when you're, when you're mixing light with sacred geometry that, which houses it and amplifies it, it's a different story. Yes. So do it before you go talk to somebody who you know can drag you down before you go to a crowded area if it affects you. And the thing with it is you don't have to have it on all the time. You can bring it on. And when you come back from home from the grocery store, you can you can just pull it out of you and send it up to the heavens and say thank you. Mm. Right? You don't have to stay there all the time. But it's right. good to know at first how you feel when you have it on and when you don't. So you can yeah. see the difference. Practice. Yes. Oh. Okay, I love this. So you have a book coming out. Oh, we're Are we allowed to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Are you allowed to talk about um, that? I do. Uh, yeah, I do have a book coming out. It's coming up, I think, in March. Okay. How with Hey How? So my wife, this book came in came out earlier this year, and then um, mine's coming out next year. And yeah, so with Hey How, since it's all about really how to protect your energy, how to clear your energy, how to raise your vibration, and kind of step into this whole, you know, spiritual gift concept, because again, we weren't born with an instruction manual yeah. on all this stuff. Yeah. Nobody we know 
knows this. We're not like, hey, you're coming to this world, here are your gifts, make sure you don't turn them off when yeah. you're going to your teenagers because you're gonna get so lost if you do and you'll make a lot of crappy decisions. So keep them on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's more like you go in there, and you're like, uh-oh, they're scared of it. Oh, they think I'm weird. I'm experiencing too much. Let me shut it off. And then, you know, so for me, the intention was to create more awareness on like, you know, we, you know, we brush our teeth, you know, daily, we drink water. I mean, we take care of our physical bodies, mental body, but energy is the one thing that whether you, you like it or not, it affects everybody regardless of background or belief more than we know. So why not have something out there that pretty much teaches people the foundation of how they can master and take care of their own energy, you know? So that was the, that was the intention behind the book is to make it more accessible to people around the world who know nothing about or who want to learn, you know, and want to, you know, and want to explore deeper. Yes. So how, what's the best way to work with you, to get in touch with you, all the things? Yeah. So luckily, like, and I've been able to duplicate myself, I'm like trained um, a lot of healers from 60 plus different countries, right? So there's a lot of them doing one-on-one work out there. And for me, it's Instagram and TikTok. Amazing. They can go go on Instagram or TikTok, look for spiritual activator, right? And they'll have a lot of free content on there, on YouTube, everywhere to where they can just learn as much as they can. Go down the rabbit hole. Yes, go down the rabbit hole. My audience loves a good rabbit hole. So thank you so, so much, Oliver. This was amazing. We've all learned so much. We've learned our unique geometry and light color we have learned our unique healing powers like what a gift thank you so so much thanks everyone so much for listening go check out all things oliver we'll link you to his instagram and tiktok and we will catch you guys next week bye everybody Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow along with us on Instagram at Chakra Girl Co. And if you loved this episode, please give us a five-star review and write us a little comment. We'd love to hear from you.